Welcome to Jurassic World. Welcome to Jurassic World Minute with Mrs. Jurassic World by Minute Time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And today we're back to discuss Minute 89 of Jurassic World. Before we get to that, David, heading over to, uh, we'll do Jurassic-Pedia.com. We have uh, the article up here for the Unimogs um, that are seen in the franchise. This article needs to be updated because it doesn't include the Jurassic World one. But uh, it's um, right up here of the Unimogs use in uh, the Lost World mainly. And it's good we got the photo here of one of those Unimogs in the uh, roundup, so you can just see the differences between '96 uh, and 2014 with the uh, Unimog 4000 that we get in Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the well, the other main difference here is like the one in the Lost World is much more stripped down, where they just basically have a platform for it, and there's another one that we don't have pictured here, but I should probably add that did in fact have the sides on it, but I think an open back where it basically had a kind of pentagon kind of shape or hexagon kind of shape to it where it's basically sides, but an open back. Mm, yeah. But um, also I got a link here to uh, the internet movie vehicles database with uh, the Unimog 4000 here that we see um, this minute and during the chase later in the film. It's the Unimog's one of those vehicles, like a lot of other sort of utilitarian vehicles that sort of haven't really changed over their life. Yes, uh, some curves, uh, some corners get a bit more curvy, mm-hmm. and um, and lights get upgraded from bulbs to LEDs. But apart from that, she's uh, she's pretty much the um, the old standard uh, off-road vehicle that it's always been. Yeah, if the ones in Jurassic World have a much more kind of almost like an ambulance look to them. They have, of course, the flashing lights on the top, but the back of them even looks kind of has that boxy ambulance look to them. Of course, they're used for mobile veterinarian uh, stuff, so Hmm. kind of makes sense to have that look, you know? Yeah, yeah. And more so for the Lost World, because you're going to a terrain, you need an all-terrain vehicle that can sort of get you anywhere where you want, but here too with the... um with the vets being able to go out in the park and going to where the anim- the animals are, have fallen down or need to be treated, they're not going to sit beside a dirt road. They're going to be out in the middle of a field or something. And the Unimog's probably the perfect the perfect vehicle to uh, to get you out out in those yeah. um, remote areas. Interestingly, the Unimog was one of the lesser 
kind of modified vehicles that we see in the Lost World. It still has, like, especially in the cab area where basically it's nothing was really changed. Mm. Well, apart from adding bars to the windows to, to uh, mm-hmm. make the occupants a bit safer, there's not really a lot mm-hmm. you need to do to them. The, the biggest um, the biggest change you'd have uh, is just the modular replacing the modular unit on the back, whether it's a veterinary unit, whether it's troop transport. Mm-hmm. In the military, we have all sorts of different modular backs for them. Mm-hmm. For different different requirements, so it's just that that yeah. perfect all round vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to see more of the Unimog in uh, in coming minutes as uh, mm-hmm. all hell breaks loose on the island. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Unimog actually ends up being a very major set piece. Mm. And it's probably a good thing it is the Unimog, and we're going to get there when we get to <laughs> to the Raptors, but. Uh, it being what it is, probably say it helps the uh, Claire and the kids out a lot more than what maybe the G wagon would have. Mm-hmm. Blue, stand down. Stand down. Hey, hey! What did I just say? Delta, I see you. Back up. Okay. Good. Good. Charlie, stay right there. Good. Close the gate. Are you crazy? Hey, just trust me. Close the gate. All right, Dave, ready to get a minute 89. I am. All right, minute 89 of Dress World opens with Owen Clump and coming down blue and ends with Claire telling the boys to hold hands. <laughs> uh, we're going to... Going to have a couple of quick minutes uh, coming up. There's not a lot going on and not a lot to discuss in these minutes. But as we get into 89, Owen's checking Blue's camera harness and she growls at him as he uh, checks on the camera. And he jokes, you don't scare me. <laughs> Which, uh, good little joke there by Owen. Um, <laughs> Gray calls Owen's name from off screen, uh, getting his attention. And he turns and walks over to the bars. Pretty much the same location where Hoskins was later, uh, in, or early in the film. And Grey asks, mm-hmm. are they safe? And Owen shakes his head, no, they're not. <laughs> um, he could have been a little bit lighter in front of the kids, but he's... Um, mm. yeah. I do think it's important, though, to establish that as much as these animals appear to be trained, they're still very much on that edge. They are not. They are still kind of that mix of wild animal and uh, workable animal, you know? Hmm. Yeah, and I, I know there's a lot of criticism going in, especially with the poster of the Raptor Squad and Owen on the bike. Um, the the uh, the pet petifying of the Raptors, making them sort of uh, man's best friend and all that sort of stuff, where he, you need this line from Owen to say, no, they're not safe. Um, mm-hmm. There's a reason why he's been pushing back to, uh, to do this field test. But uh, Zach asks, what are their names? Assuming they have names. Well, we know from zoos everywhere that the handlers have names for their animals, whether mm-hmm. whether they're, they're known public or not. But uh, Owen introduces the girls as uh, Delta, Charlie, Echo, and Blue. She's the beta. And then <laughs> Grey asks, who's the alpha? And Owen smirks, you're looking at him, kid, in his uh, best Han Solo impression. <laughs> or Indiana, <laughs> Indiana Jones impression. <laughs> Still better than Alden Aaron Rack. <laughs> okay, we're not going <laughs> to... No tangents, no tangents. <laughs> 
Mm. And Shia LaBeouf, I suppose, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's when we cut to the, uh, the rear doors of that veterinary Unimog opening up, and uh, Claire looks inside and tries to reassure the boys, see, totally safe. Uh, we're going to see what, how safe it is later. Uh, she helps the, the two into the back of the vehicle. Um, if you need me, I'll be up front. Uh, just open that window. I suppose before we go any further, the... Uh, I suppose we already knew what the uh, the Raptors' names were, the the, the Delta, the mm. Charlies. Um, we knew Owen was uh, the Alpha. Um, it's sort of going to come back later on when uh, when they meet the Indominus and the Alpha changes. We can mm-hmm. talk about that when we get to there. Uh, Claire then tells the kids to put on their seatbelts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which, it, it's, it's weird because in the novel, we'll get to it in like, the next minute, uh, they actually drive with everyone else out on the mission. That's why she's telling them to put the seatbelts on here, where in the film they stay put until all house hell yeah. breaks loose. So I know from... Uh, really? <laughs> from the military ambulances and that I drive here, or used to drive here, they do actually have seatbelts in the back for your, uh, your occupants of the vehicle to be restrained while you're driving. So, But then again, it's not really seats they're sitting on, it's just a bench, so maybe... Um, there's not supposed to be a vet in the back of the uh, the vehicle anyway. Yeah. Well, I imagine that they probably don't drive out, and if they do, they they probably have like handbars for people to hang on to, you know. Plus, majority of Unimogs are a three seater or four seater anyway, so you can fit mm-hmm. enough people in the front, and then someone else can just follow in the the G wagon anyway. That's what it's there for. So yeah. But uh, the boys look about themselves. Uh, there are no seatbelts, Claire realises, and just uh, says, okay, hold hands, and closes the back door. <laughs> Everybody hold hands and stick to your partner. She's not quite there yet. She's, she's getting, getting there, but <laughs> there's still some of the, uh, the minor details she's got to work on when, when caring for the boys. But that's uh, that's where the minute ends. Again, not a lot here. Uh, brief scene with Alan and the Raptors, and... Uh, the back of the Unimog, which we're pretty much going to stick with for the entire next minute, so it's going to be a quick one as well. But uh, <laughs> anything on that before we get else on that before we get to novel comparisons? Uh, no, I think we're good. All right. Looking over at the novel briefly, picking up from the last minute, minute uh, Owen checks the Raptors and sees Blue rubbing her head against the cage wall, clearly irritated by the camera harness that's been put on her head. Mm. Uh, Owen tells her, uh, "Easy, Blue." And then the raptor slow tilts her head in front of him and he reaches his hand through the bars and touches her snout and she lightly bumps Owen's hand with a snout. So, again, she's not restrained. She's in that cage and Owen's sticking his hand through the bars and giving her a pat on the head to reassure her, which is uh, something different there. The harness being uncomfortable for the raptors to wear, though, would have been an interesting detail to have had in the film just because... That irrit- irritability in in them being kind of like a, a constant would give a little bit more of an excuse to their behavior when they're chasing people. Because you do see in the movie that as soon as the harnesses fall off, they kind of stop being grouchy as much. <laughs> oh, I haven't watched the end of this film for some time. I'm trying to think now when the harnesses actually do come off because... I know Owen reaches out and takes mm-hmm. Blues off in Main Street because mm-hmm. um, we're going to see later that there's a feed from these 
camera's going to the control room. So Lowry should know that the Raptors are coming on the scene at the end of the film anyway, if they're still wearing those cameras. I know that, or I'm sorry, um, Delta and Echoes fall off during the chase at the points where Gray and Zach elect- uh, uh, electrocute them with a cattle prod. Okay. And, like, as soon as they fall off there in their tumble, they, like, give up the chase. Then that's Delta and Charlie. No, Charlie's the one that gets oh, blown Oh, Charlie's up. the one that gets blown up, right? Yeah, that's what I was going <laughs> to okay. say. Yeah. There is there is one that's not going to work because of obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. And again, but again, too, just the fact that Owen's putting his hand out through the bars to the raptors just shows more of that bond that he has with the animals. Mm-hmm. The kid stuff is the same, but in the end, Gray thinks Owen's awesome. Of course he does. <laughs> uh, Claire approaches the cages, um... So this is who you've been spending all your time with, and Owen replies, "She gets me." <laughs> so a bit of um, we don't see Claire approach the bars in the film, but that does in the novel. Yeah, that part, I believe, was in a deleted scene mm. where uh, it, it was like a very quick scene, but we do get that dialogue where um, Owen is beside the cage. I don't think we see Blue in there, but <clears throat> Claire walks up to him and says, "Ah, so this is who you've been spending your time with," and. He delivers the retort. Do you know if that was filmed? Because that sounds real familiar now. Yeah, that was among the deleted scenes included in the DVD release. That'd be why. Okay. <laughs> um, and also during that scene too, uh, Hoskins' voice comes over the walkie-talkie that Owen's got. What's the hold-up? Let's roll. <laughs> so he's, uh, he's he wants to get he's eager to get going on this mission. And uh, Owen tells Claire this is a bad idea, whether it works or not. So again, he, he mentioned last minute to uh, to Barry. When Barry said this might work, and he said that's what I'm afraid of. Yes, yes, this might work, and they take down the Indominus. What's he afraid of? Not being able to get the Raptors back in the cage. Uh, it actually being a success, and Hoskin wanted to go further with this. Um, there's a lot of different things there that that could mean. I was going to say, yeah, they could probably be both, actually, because we see in Fallen Kingdom that once Blue is out of that cage, and... Owen tries to get her back into a cage. She's like, "Nope, yeah, I'm going back. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a, I've got a village to go and terrorize." <laughs> but uh, that's uh, that's eighty nine. No, quick one. Not a lot to discuss in this minute. So, Dave, mm-hmm. how about we get heavy? All right. <laughs> <laughs> 